Hello and welcome to the Dungeon Masters Guildhouse. Uh, this is a weekly podcast back for season two um, and I sit down and chat with people all across the tabletop RPG and DMs Guild space and, and this week I'm, I'm joined by Darren Kenny. Hello. Hello, hello. Yeah, how, how are we doing this week? I'm doing great actually, doing really great. Yeah, no, I must admit, I, I, it's, I was, I was chatting the other day where I kind of mentioned that now after Christmas and you know the holidays are over, it's like a big period of like, you, you have so much you want to do, and then you know family and stuff. You know, you have, you, you spend time relaxing that you really don't get too much work done. And then I feel like the first two weeks in January, that's, that's some prime crunch. <laughs> yeah, everything you were procrastinating on and all the ideas you were just like sitting around on, you're like, okay, now. Yeah, I, I think it's like it was. Yeah, you touched on something. The idea that, like, because you kind of have to take time off over, over like the holidays, yeah, actually, is a good time to kind of like gestate on some ideas and yeah. kind of, yeah, let, let them percolate. I don't know, like a, like a, like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> At least three bad ideas that I was thinking, like, this would be great. And I was like, no, these are terrible. But I would have wasted my time on if I hadn't like sat around for Christmas and, on them. Again, I don't want to put you on the spot, Ed, but any 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 ideas you want to kind of throw out? <laughs> to, to like, this this was one that I, I decided was... was. I thought it would be fun to take, like, make a collection of archetypes literally based on oozes. <laughs> and it turns out there's just not much that oozes do. You know, okay, okay, so the fact that you say that and, and the fact that like, Prior, before we even started recording, I I was I was like trying to pull out. Like, I, I started, we were chatting about like the question, like what what are you known for? And I mentioned just by an offhanded comment, oh, you know, you have to be really niche to become like the ooze guy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for a second I was like, you almost predicted my future. That was no, the dark dark well, path I could have went down. But no, I, I kind of I see the trail of thought though because like what is it? They they have like the is it the jubulex? The sort of like that's kind of oozy. That kind uh, of like yeah. And that would have actually been the only good one, but besides that, you're just a guy who can turn to Jello. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, was it they made? Uh, was it uh, Luigi's Mansion Three? That was like literally Gooigi, I think. Like, really? Yeah. So basically, the whole game is kind of around the premise that you have normal Luigi, and then he can turn himself into like a goop version. To, I don't know. So maybe, maybe that idea is not so bad after all. Maybe, maybe it's got some legs. I'm literally thinking now. What if we just took all the Nintendo nonsense and made made a collection of that? <laughs> So it just you know it, it, it pivots you know it, it, ideas they, they just come flying. Um, maybe we should have a holiday percolate over the idea. Yeah. Um, Ro- rogue archetype, jump man. I love it. Let's, <laughs> let's go. I, I I don't know. Like I guess like jumping's on someone's head. Like if you were to give that mechanic, I think it would it, it would hurt. It would be inconvenient. Yeah. yeah. Although the, you have to have like a mathematical formula in D D for how high you can jump. Yeah, and then you have to look up the stat. Of the, it just wouldn't be worth it. Well, no, you just say you know one of the one of the features. I don't. Here's the thing: if you if your like archetypal feature was like you can now jump three times as high, would anyone be like, "Wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> this opens up a world of opportunities"? Everyone else is like, "Oh, I learned magic, even though I'm a fighter." Another person's like, "Well, I can assassinate people very easily," and you're like, "I jump real high, real high." And so then it's like, what, like, like an Olympic medalist? It's like, not quite that high. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, I, I'm not allowed to enter any sort of, you know, uh, jump-based. <laughs> so uh, warm-up segment aside, that was, again, thank you for indulging that, that chat. <laughs> um, so I guess the, the, you know, the first two kind of core cool questions then is like, so how long have you kind of been throwing stuff up into the Dean's Guild and what sort of, you know, what sort of things have you been throwing out there? Oh, man, it's actually... In 2018, I started putting stuff up for free. Um, it was literally just like, uh, whenever we play a home game in IDM, uh, people are allowed to pick their archetype and everything, but I also give them a bonus one that is based on their character's backstory called their destiny archetype. And it basically offers some additional options and stuff. So I would make custom archetypes based on those destinies and I put them up on the guild and they were just for my friends to have as like a little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was actually Robert Davis who put up a post about in like like late 2018 being like, don't put your stuff up for free. You know, it's worth something. Even like the smallest thing is worth 50 cents. Stop putting them up for free. And I was like, yeah, you know what? It's right. I'll, I'll change everything to a dollar. And massively changed how I made content because suddenly I had a budget. <laughs> so suddenly I could afford to like buy stock art and everything. And um, 
yeah, that was that's that's been kind of just the escalation of things. Uh, thank you very much, Robert Davis, if you're out there. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, good old good old Bob. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I, no, I'm fascinated about the idea of like, what was it like creating personalized subclasses, kind of like for your friends and stuff like that? Was it yeah. like how how did that exactly come about? Was it the idea of like friends were like giving you their backstory and you just like like the existing archetypes didn't quite fit there what they were going for? Or? It was, I've, I've been the luckiest uh, dungeon master in the world. I'm sorry to everyone else out there. I've just been, <laughs> I've had the best players and that's just, that's just how it was. I mean, someone out there has to have them. And yeah, it, just, yeah. it was you. It was I've had, I've only ran games for good friends. So in college, we started running our, our first game together. No one had played before, so it was perfect. Um, and people gave me these incredible backstories. Eight people handed in eight incredible backstories. And I was like, these are too good. So I started off with just like everyone got this one additional feature based on their backstory. Mm -hmm. And then we hit level five and I was like, everyone's still pursuing their backstory goals. Everyone's still really invested in following their narratives. So I gave everyone the second one that they unlocked. Yeah. And it just escalated from there. And eventually I was like, I'll just match them to a certain, not even like their, the, their subclass archetype, but just to like a general leveling of like one, five, 11, 18, I think it is. That's, yeah. That was the original like destiny line. And uh, yeah, so it, it wasn't like it replaced their archetype. It was actually just like additional stuff they got. Yeah, like boons and feats. Yeah, we had a, a cleric of the light domain and she just was obsessed with dragons. <laughs> so she got like a, her first bonus was just like advantage on persuasion checks with dragons. And then her like big 18 one at the end of the campaign was like summoning a dragon for the like the final battle. Yeah. Oh, that, no, that's incredible. Wow. And yeah, it, I, I do love hearing the stories about like, especially when it comes to like designing like bespoke things for like a particular table. Um, yeah. yeah. And and then so it was literally a case of like, you were sort of uh, putting these together and then you're just like, well, I'm, I've, you know, this DM guilt, DM skilled thing exists. I should kind of throw them out there and then. Yeah. yeah. And Matthew Mercer shouted about it. And I, I think when it first came out, I think DM skill is much older in 2018. But uh, not by much, I don't think. I think it's like no? um, 2017, 2016, I think. Um, just because yeah. I, th I, I, funny enough, was it? I think we found out that one of um, was it Matt Mercer's like um, art, aside from the art packs and stuff like that. The uh, I think Matt Mercer's products was one of the first, if not the first products on the DM skill. Yeah, I do. I do remember like watching Critical Role years ago and him saying it and going on, and literally going to the new releases, scrolling for like maybe 30 seconds and reaching the end of DMs Guild. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's it. Okay, cool. That was fun. But you could never reach that back anymore. There's just infinite now. No, yeah, no. I mean, like, the, the if was it? It used to be the case where, like, I feel I feel like an old man now. Uh, back in my day, you, you would watch the, the new tab and it would move, like, you know, three or four pro uh, titles a day. And the influx now is is, is huge. Yeah, there's this. There's, there's, yeah. But it's great. I mean, it kind of shows that, you know, the... Um, the I guess rising popularity of DD. Again, I don't know if that yeah. even you can call it that anymore. It's just it's in the zeitgeist. Everyone's everyone's playing DD. Yeah, I do love it though because it used to be very kind of samey, but there's so many new voices and so many new takes on things. Like there's some great content coming out. Yeah, no, and it's yeah, it's it's, it's always kind of fascinating to kind of hear about all the all the stuff that people are kind of like working on. Um, so I so it kind of started then with the sort of. Uh, uh, archetypes or you know sort of like uh, uh, bonus kind of tailored um, features um, what was kind of like your creator journey like so was it, was it kind of you kind of stuck to like subclasses because I know looking at your catalog and stuff like that you've got like some whole classes as well you've got you know yeah. a little bit of like alternate rules you've got yeah I I do and I'm criminal for it every time I'm do I, I promised myself that I would break up all my archetype projects with a different type of project because if I don't do that, I end up just making archetype books forever because it, I just love it. I, I love sitting down. I love making new archetypes. Um, I got into class design because of a friend. He wanted to play uh, a soul reaper from the anime Bleach. And I, was, and I was like, that's cool. That is an incredible idea for a character. And just because I didn't want everyone to everyone to feel fantasy and him to feel just otherworldly, yeah. we made like some compromises and we made a conversion called the Grave Warden that was like kind of like Fae Run lore friendly. Yeah, and that was my first class, and I had such a fun 
time making it that I got a, I started making classes as well as archetypes. Um, I've made a, uh, I've, I've made a few parodies like that. I do enjoy like a parody of the Marvel Avengers in one yeah. of my books and stuff. Um, but I've, I think, the only thing I don't make a lot of, I make a lot, some of everything, items and all that. Adventures I don't make a lot of because I just don't. I I would kudos to everyone who can make adventures out there. I feel like if someone critiques my classes or archetypes, that's fine. Don't really care. But if someone was like, "Your adventure's bad," I'm like, that hurts personally. Like, like that's that's like writing. It feels like more, I don't know, yeah, more I, sensitive. I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I yeah, I, I towards I, it's. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I basically I'm trying to unpick that, but I was like, I, I can't really. So I, it's yeah, it's it's it's. I I I think it kind of depends because like I think people kind of find different levels of attachment, like different types. Yeah. It, it's weird how you can feel like with with classes and subclasses. I think because there's a good amount of numbers involved, and it feels yeah. more it, it being more mechanics driven kind of lines itself to be like, okay, yeah, there's going to be some people who you know throw the numbers into a spreadsheet and they're just like, this seems a little little little, little iffy. Um, you can't really do that with adventure. Um, obviously, you can do like some of the encounters, but it's it's like it, again, it, it doesn't. It's it's more side, more the sort of um, uh, I guess. I was about to say like, not like not, but it, I, yeah, I see what you mean. It's it's kind of like more that side than. Um, one thing I did want to ask though is is how do you how do you find the difference between subclasses and whole classes, like? Um, obviously, the design process behind them are, I imagine, like quite fairly different. Yeah, I think if you take an archetype and you balance it against like a normal archetype, not not like you know some of the ones that are notoriously <laughs> uh, broken. Yeah. Looking at you, Moon Druid. Oh. But um, I think with classes, you go in knowing that ninety percent of the DMs, like not even DMs community, the D and D community, are going to look at that class and be like, no off the bat because people like the original 11 and you know I think most people at this point like the artificer um but whenever someone brings a new class to the table even my friends who support me making classes mm -hmm. when they dm and someone brings a class to their table they are so like no <laughs> so I, I always feel like class design you should have fun with it it should be it should feel unique it shouldn't just be like this is an intelligence-based sorcerer. It's like, don't bother. There's, yeah. there's no point in making that. Make something fun, unique, and um, expect everyone to hate it because... Yeah, I, I, I no, I think you, you kind of touched on like a, a really interesting point that, that I don't know what it is about classes, but they, they, they seem to get the short end of the stick. Yeah. <laughs> a new magic item, sure. New archetype, sure. Adventure, sure. But the classes just... Yeah. They throw out the balance for everyone else. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, here's here's the thing. I, I, I don't. Fundamentally, I feel like a people are on the side of like the pre-existing classes because they're like, oh, it's gone through like you know countless hours of like playtesting and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like the same with like bringing in like a custom like subclass versus bringing in a whole custom class. It's not. It's, there's not much leeway like fundamentally there's not well there's there's some difference but I'm I'm curious then so like is there anything that you do in particular to balance your classes or is it more the case of like you just want to make sure that they capture the the essence of whatever it is that you're going for well yeah I do tend to lean on um capturing the vibe of the character mm -hmm. first um like uh, I, had a I, had a, I made a class called Polymorph and it was all about changing your body parts uh, into animal ones, kind of like half druid. Yeah. Um, and I remember my friend, my friend Connor, just amazing content creator. Um, he has a spreadsheet where he mathematically calculated the max damage of every class and subclass from the official sources in, over one round and over 10 and then like averages of that. And like based on what spells they can get and everything, it's just like an, it's a ridiculous little spreadsheet. Yeah. And he showed me how to put like my own one into it to like check like where it falls. And let me tell you, sorcerers just absolute number machines. Just Wait, fair. You know, what? I'm actually like again, I, I'm 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 baffled by the sort of design that would have to go in creating a spreadsheet that takes into account all the vastly like I think do you just look at like the most powerful spell at each level in terms of like DPS output? 
Yeah, I think that was that was the idea. Or like, uh, if yeah, I think took into account spell slots too. Wow. I mean, and when I put the polymorph through, it turns out I made something that was half as strong as the weakest existing class. <laughs> and I was and I was like, oh great, I've made this really thematic worthless thing. So I just had to bump the damage. Yeah. And for another one, it was like almost it almost met the like the highest um, sorcerer, but it was martial, so that had to be brought back because obviously martial shouldn't really. <laughs> Be doing that no but, uh, yeah. but yeah i just I've, i don't balance very well i i usually go for flavor and then check this little spreadsheet that someone was kind enough to give me yeah no i mean that i mean I, yeah I, I don't again it's one of the cases where so much of it is like fine-tuning and like the problem i find when it comes to like um like subclass balancing or anything like that is the fact that it depends so much on like the encounter you throw at them their surrounding party like uh, a class that is designed to sort of bolster other people's healings is probably fantastic in like you know a team of paladins but you know just throw them in a, in a group with nothing but i don't know rangers i, I don't know yeah. who, who i want to pick on um, but yeah they could have like a completely different experience so i think i think i guess fundamentally the one thing you don't really want is one class to outshine or you know carry again lead, lead the way um but so much of that is like, again, like, it, I don't know, like, I feel like anyone, if anyone's ever been in that position where you feel like you're leading the the DPS and stuff out, or you're having like all the cool moments in, in a combat, yeah, you kind of, you, you like mediate yourself to be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold back a little bit, or, you know, I'm gonna take more sort of assisting actions. Um, yeah. Yeah, a bit, 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 bit of a weird one. Um, my... The table I'm currently DMing for, there's only everyone's a half caster, like every single person, <laughs> except one person who's a full caster, and they're basically a god among men because they can like rip open the fabric of reality, and everyone else is like fireball. It's like <laughs> not the same level of power. Yeah, I do like the idea of like half casters where they just they reach the sort of that level pick of like finally fireball, and then just like the dedicated spell caster be like, oh, I, I've been doing that for a while. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so I guess. Is there um, out of, so out of the classes you have designed? Um, is there like a particular sort of mechanical feature that you kind of like, like you're particularly proud of, like something you want to shout out? Oh, oh, okay. Um, it would be kind of a toss up between um, the Grave Warden's, you know, bonded weapon, which is basically at level one you get a, a very basic magical weapon, and as you level, it gains new properties. Um, that actually turned into a separate book called awakened blades it's like a magic item collection yeah. um but i think like the actual best one will be the duelists uh, additional reactions and then all the class features are actually based on using these additional reactions to do different things oh awesome so on its turn it can attack like twice so it's it's, it's you know it's very it's like the barbarian or whatever or paladin it just makes two simple attacks but then when it gets attacked it could use like a first reaction to reduce the attack to a miss and now that it's something missed it, it can use its reaction to make a counter strike oh. that does a lot more damage. Yeah, I, I, I must say, I do like all the stuff that kind of gives like added bonuses and stuff like that. Like I've been playing uh, like a paladin with um, shield mastery. Um, and I just, again, I just love having access to more reactions and stuff like yeah. that. Like it, most classes, they rarely really have it outside of like attack of opportunities. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it kind of again, it, like the the idea you have of a duelist, uh, duelist, sorry, is 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 yeah, it's like hyper reactionary. Yeah, it's, you know, parries, counters, and all that. So no, that's no, that, that's really clever. The um, I really wish like I love doing these combat because it's it's easy for someone to learn. It's like oh, it's your turn, do this, you're done, great. Mm -hmm. But I wish I would I wish for an RPG or like our D and D rule set where things were a little more like someone has hit you, you know. Can you use your reaction for like a certain things? Like Just some something like Magic the Gathering. Essentially, you have like, yeah. like like a spell stack of like seven. So this paladin has used their bolster move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think like yeah, there 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 are certainly tables for it and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm sure like high level encounters when you get into like a what was it a counter spell duel or oh, everyone's yeah dusting off like prepared spells. We had a. a I think it was five counter spells in a row. It was like cast a spell, counter, 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 counter. Maybe four and <laughs> four in a row. And it was like, look, 
if anyone messes up their role, I don't know what's going to happen. Honestly, I feel like at that point, like it's it's like when that much counter spell is in the air, you kind of have to roll at least a few times on the wild magic table. Yeah, like like yeah. I, I feel again that there's no way that all this magic just being dispersed into the air is going to be good for the well the environment and all the people. <laughs> There's someone like just a little kid suddenly becomes like a level 20 fighter. It's like, yeah, okay, sure. It's all the magic in the air. Or gets turned into like a potted plant. Um, that, I think that by, by far that's my favorite, the, the potted plant one. Um, we, we had a sorcerer and they, they just won like this massive battlefield of like thousands against thousands. And as he's like walking around, he just suddenly turns into a potted plant. It's like, it's not exactly the epic victory speech he wanted to give, but it was, no. it was appropriate. Yeah, no, I, that's, again, you're mess, messing with magic, you don't understand. That's what happens. This is why wizards go to school. You know, this is why education is important. <laughs> First lesson, how to not turn into a potted plant. <laughs> Day one. I, and then what is it? They look across the classroom and there's like seven potted plants in the chair. <laughs> it's like, guys, come on now. Um, what, a, what a great prank, though, if you're like, if you're going to school for the first <laughs> you time. Just, you just bring a potted plant with yeah. you. And then cast invisibility, you're like, really? Yeah. The, what is it, the, all the teachers spend their whole time trying to turn this pot plant back into someone <laughs> and it's like never was someone to begin with that ends up with this human or this potted plant that now gets to spend a few seconds being human i love the have you ever seen that DD like tech story where someone's like uh, i was playing a mannequin that could turned into a person and my friend was playing a sorcerer first roll of the night it was wild magic and it was like anti-magic field oh. the person just turned back into a mannequin <laughs> like and and end of campaign yeah that was it <laughs> solved it geez that's, that's 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 a sucky way to die yeah i suppose again yeah i suppose that that's you know when you when your entire essence is is based on magic i feel like you would have to like i don't know do some rules to be like and now the magic returns yeah <laughs> or you know it's just like no you're a mannequin now that's that's it um so I did also want to chat a little bit about um, your um, restful roles. Um, oh like, wow! It, wait, does does that feel like a little bit like a little bit of a throwback, or is that? Yeah. Oh my god! 20, like early twenty eighteen. Also, in in the timeline and stuff like that. So was was this one of these sort of like interim projects that you kind of had? Yeah, that was. Um, I had a player very interested in downtime activities, mm-hmm. and I think this was before Xanathar's, so they were terribly boring. Um, so I just made a few things like during a short rest you could like work out and that would give you like a bonus to strength checks yeah. like super simple little things that might in, might might like you know inspire people to, to do some role play like someone is adding to their map and it's mm-hmm. like this magical map that keeps track of stuff and maybe that will get someone talking and just things to encourage people to like talk more during short and long rests yeah. so actually so they feel like something happened and it's not just you press the the heal button on your character and yeah, suddenly the, you're good. The sleepy time button. No, it, 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 I'm, I'm always kind of fascinated by sort of like, um, I guess, alt, alternate rules or, I, and, and I must admit, was it when I was looking at Rushville, I wasn't, I, I must admit, I, I probably should start checking the date on some of these things that I could have thought. Um, so it, it sounds like your design process very much kind of stems from your own table. Yeah, like whatever I think they're looking for I just assume that like oh, maybe other people want that you yeah. know that's it's probably the easiest way of going about it yeah it, it's that or just like getting obsessed with like like I just saw the Avengers movie that was awesome I'll make them all into archetypes like well, that I, is it I mean I think was I spoke spoke to this about um uh, Brittany who kind of uh they made like a uh like a Captain America subclass yeah like was like yeah was it like I think like Amer- America's asking one of the abilities I think um, oath of oath of liberty did, was that yeah, her one yeah, yeah. With the sort of, yeah um and i mean it, it goes without questions of that there are always going to be the sort of players who come to a table and they have they're just like i i i want to be iron man and yeah. it's 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 like i i'll give it like my own unique flair but fundamentally that that, that that's who i am um and I, yeah I, yeah i have a player who's actually i don't know if you've read the name of the wind books but um he's just kavoth from name of the wind he was like i just want to be that character so all the villains from that book, I was like, "Well, here we go." Well, you just you just you just like borrowed them. <laughs> I took them like name for name out of the the books, but the book they don't have any powers or anything. There's, yeah, there's very they're very like kind of obscure and you know don't, there's not much known about them. So I was I got to like have my own little fun with them. But yeah. he just wanted to be Kavoth, and I was like, "Sure, 
absolutely no i i mean what well, yeah no i'm that's no that's awesome i mean like again there's there's this i i think i i've spoken a few times about like there's there's so much inspiration out there um yeah. and and like again you're the was it the i think there's a thing somewhere about like the best art is always stolen i don't know <laughs> oh good good artists create great artists copy is yes. that it? Something like that? Something like that, you know. I, I, I just wanted it to justify my um, kleptomaniac tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> as, you're being, as you're being dragged out of, like, a store, you're like, yeah. no, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. I'm, I, I need this, yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like, again, anything in the name of art, you can get away with. Murder. Yeah. I, I'm an artist. It, it's art. You have to let me go. Um, yeah, no, I, and so... It's, I imagine it, it's quite a different design challenge going from like basically just trying to come up with, let's say like a, a particular archetype to having essentially a existing character that you kind of have to distill their core features into yeah. sort of keystones. Was was there any sort of, um, I guess, yeah, if we, if we take mar marvelous archetypes, was there any character that was like particularly hard to try and bring across? There were a couple that so yeah, see the problem with comics is everything seems to fall into sorcerer. Oh. Um, so I, there was like a whole challenge of like, okay, all of these people fly around and shoot energy, like Vision and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So it came down to like, how do I make any of this like very deliberately like nondescript stuff, you know, fit into like a box that is also going to work for the lore? Because mm -hmm. that was always a big concern. I don't want... I want someone to be like, I can play Captain America and it fits right in next to like everybody else at the table. Yeah. Because you don't want to feel like a comic book character in a in like if your whole table is grim fantasy. Yeah. You want to like you want to line up well. So trying to make a druid or a wizard out of like some of the stuff was just it was it was a real slog. So yeah. I, I think in the end I just decided that I'd rather have a good Captain America and a good like Black Panther. If they were all fighters, fine as long as they were good. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, you kind of force it otherwise. Um, no, yeah, just because like I feel like depending on like how you do it and stuff like that, like I I could I could feasibly see ways of making taking the sort of archetype Iron Man um, and applying. Okay, you have the artificers and no brainer, uh, fighters kind of something of a no brainer. I feel like you could probably like stretch it, and make it like a druid. Like, like, oh, like, yeah, like, like the, the wild shape armor. Yeah, you can get, you can get a little, like little, little bit funky with it. Um, and yeah, so I, I feel like, especially like, what's kind of great about it is, is, is when you take the sort of essence of the character and you try and distill it into like a subclass, you have like so many different directions to go in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you probably, again, if you wanted to, you could probably have the 11 classes all represented, representing Iron Man in some weird way. And each would be, you know, distinct and kind of ha have their own flavor. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think it was, it, it, it no, was, it always seemed better because was it was with Iron Man, you know, always creating all these different types of suits. Oh yeah. So you, you just have it in there, you know, Barbarian is like the Hulk smasher, you know. <laughs> oh my God, that's actually great. I like, it's, it's actually yeah. super. But again, that one, that one you can have. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks. Coming this uh, this fall, as soon as I get through all my other projects. Oh yeah, no, so yeah, it's probably fall like 2025. <laughs> yeah, I, I said fall and I went, like immediately in my head, I was like, yeah, you wish. Yeah. No, so, so sorry, you were saying before then. Oh, just that, um, in actually, in the most recent one, there was there was a big kerfuffle. I'm current. I did a sequel to Marvel, Marvel Marvelous Archetypes based on the X Men, mm -hmm. and that was just kind of a solo project. And I was going to do one more, just the third one, based on just like whatever was left over, because X Men and the Avengers seem to make up a lot of the stuff. Yeah, and like there's a lot of kind of duplicates after that. Yeah, and who, I who, said, who are you missing? Like the Fantastic Four, like yeah, and then some of those Fantastic Four actually just already exist as like an X Men and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah the power is kind of copy and paste after a while but for a good final goodbye I was like what if I you know invited everyone who kind of you know wanted to to make more comic book characters mm -hmm. so that's what the third one's going to be coming out like this year which is like a huge collection of like 60 superheroes oh, wow. um, but I said I was like, oh yeah I'm making Superman he actually works really well as a barbarian chaos the chat just became chaos for the next like <laughs> 60 minutes it's like, how can he be a barbarian? It doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. He has to be a paladin. And someone's like, no, that's just his beliefs. He's got to be a sorcerer. And I was like, 
just gonna step away for like <laughs> five minutes but, i mean that, that's exactly the point it's like it depends on like what you're trying to like if if you are trying to get like his his ideology yeah paladin kind of makes sense yeah. if you want to get like what he's an alien so again he has like these innate things sorcerer but yeah fundamentally he is just a big strong flying dude who fires lasers that's pretty barbarian yeah I, I thought that i was like well, when he goes in a rage he flies and he punches higher than he lasers i was like cool superman done i didn't think i was causing world war three yeah so I, I guess i'm curious did you just sort of like as as project leader did you kind of put your foot over superman's going to be a barbarian or like how, how, how like not no spoilers but where okay. where has he fallen in the whole well, when I said he was going to be barbarian, I'd already finished the subclass. <laughs> so I, I'm very non-confrontational um, when it comes yeah. to like people that I'm going to assume are nice. Like yeah. I was gonna, I'm always going to assume people are nice first. Yeah. So and everyone in the project is, was is and was super lovely. Um, so I just didn't respond <laughs> until someone else was like, "Oh, I'm making Aquaman of this," and then they kind of were like talking about that, and I was like, "I got away with it." Yeah. <laughs> people are people won't get mad at me now. I'll just yeah. keep moving. No, I mean, I, yeah, I, but that's kind of what's great is is the fact that it still kind of opens itself up, um, and there may there may be down the line someone reading, you know, the third Marvelous Archetypes being like, oh, Superman uh, is a barbarian. That's not quite right. And then they go away and they make their own subclass. They throw up in the DMs Guild, and you know, yeah. the cycle continues. So someone going about like a Paladin. <laughs> it's gonna be the endless war that no one cares cares or knows about. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of like any class that he just. I mean, he's not a rogue. I think that's that's one that you probably get away with that. Yeah, a wizard, yeah. probably not. Mm, not no, not the most wizardly. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But that's what I mean. It, it, it's a fun sort of thought exercise to kind of like take those characters and try and like sort of yeah, yeah. break 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 them all down. Um, I, I occasionally do. I do remember that when I released Marvelous Archetypes one, it um it did actually it got into the top ten hey. somehow. It was me and my wonderful partner Dan drunk one night after seeing <laughs> the avengers and that we just wrote them all out and like the next day i put it up it was back when like i didn't edit and i didn't really do much to layout i just because no one cared yeah and very suddenly it hit number 10 in dms guild um and i received a twitter message from someone who was absolutely furious with me uh... because i had i had put spider-man as a monk and I, <laughs> so, and I, okay. so here's the thing i thought you were going somewhere else with that and stuff like that. but no it's fundamentally people just like they, they have they have their headcanon of like what yeah. the <laughs> he, he he was personally offended he was he was like demanding an apology he was pointing out like things that were wrong with other ones it was an essay this person had sent me and if you're out there i'm not unblocking you and i will never respond yeah i never I do I, I block everybody who starts stuff yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I feel I don't know how I would respond to that, but I think it would be a criminal of like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool. Thumbs up. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> or you know, you or you did hit him with the thank you for your patronage. Um <laughs> yeah. No, I do, uh, yeah. I, dude, I feel like yeah, we've we've uncovered something that, you know, that that the a fundamental like truth that people will never agree on is is yeah. <laughs> People, people have like, you know, like you said, their head cannon on it. Anything else is hostile and wrong, and must they must know it's hostile wow. and wrong. I, I must admit, before I didn't know I was asking such a controversial figure onto my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I screenshotted the message because I kind of want it as like it was the first ever hate mail I got on DM's wow. Guild. Never forget it. I do. I, I think I've made the the thing online that like I st I'm still kind of searching for my like DM's Guild nemesis. So, oh yeah, I, I haven't I haven't got one yet. And so far, I mean, you know what? Ten years from now, if you and me don't have nemesis, <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> I, I like the idea of like superheroes who kind of have that pact of just like, listen, I I need everyone has their own arch nemesis, and if I don't have one, I'll turn one of us will turn evil. Yeah, um, you at least be, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> so, so um, superheroes to one side. Um, I'm curious then about like as when you're sort of creating a particular project and as you're kind of working through, um, is there like a, a part that kind of stands out as your favorite? Oh man, it's the chaos in the beginning. Yeah. I can do 90% of a project in 10% of the time <laughs> and then do 90%, then the last 10% takes 90% of the time because I'm just really bad at um, 
finishing off projects. Yeah. I, I just, I, I honestly, I've started a new system where I'll say I'm going to do 20 in a book collection of archetypes just so I can cut off the last five <laughs> when I realize I've, I've burnt myself out. Because I'll, yeah. I'll like, last night I wrote like 12 new ones. Jeez. Just because I was like, I was, I've got something coming up and I wanted to like just really jump into this one while I had the inspiration this morning. I have absolutely no desire to write the last two. Yeah. So no, it, I, I'm good at the beginning. I'm terrible at the end. Yeah, no, I, I guess it is kind of uh, like fascinating. And I imagine, so is this, is this with typically, again, typically writing archetypes? I think there is the sort of the added benefit of them being quite formulaic. Yeah. Um, which I imagine yeah, kind of helps. It helps because again, once once you know, like you know, paladins get the aura at this level, they get you know this this, and it's only like if you kind of want to stick to that, that's kind of easy. And then you have the opportunity to kind of like steer away from like you know the like, not class tropes. I don't know, like feature. I don't know what to. Go. Yeah, I mean, people are, again. People are so set in their ways that I once changed the potent spell casting that clerics get, which is mm -hmm. the same for every cleric, or they get like a divine strike or something yeah i changed that to a completely new feature and i got a comment and it was a book of like 20 archetypes and the comment was just like clerics don't do this and like that was it that was the yeah. one thing they had a problem with and i was like okay i'll yeah. just fix it uh, yeah I, I guess it is a case of like yeah people are, are are so set in their ways um and then i guess you do have the added benefit of like by leaning into these um you know um i, I don't not not stereotypes I don't know what to call it. Like the just like, like innate features that are like. Um, yeah, just, I don't know what to call it. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. They're, 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 let's just call like, them like the features. Like <laughs> the, the focus of the class, almost like yeah. what, it's, what it's built around. Like the the, the class identity is yes. these these sort of things. Um, and by leaning into them and stuff like that, you kind of do have that added benefit of like, well, if it's in par with with these, then you kind of know you're kind of like you know you're not going off the saucer end. Of the, yeah. the overpowered spectrum. <laughs> yeah. No, fair. No, it's yeah, and I, I, I do 100% agree with you in that sometimes it is the finishing of, of, of a project, just because it is a case of like, you know, striking while the iron's hot and, yeah. and the inspiration is like, you know, when, when you come up with a cool idea, it's easy to kind of just tear into that idea. Um, and that's why, like, yeah, with, with adventures, it is very much like, oh, you come up with like a really cool encounter and you write all that and you write all that and then it's like, Oh, do you, then you have to do like the introductory chapter where it's just kind of like it, it's like a, a a new way of kind of rehashing what you've written in a later chapter but you kind of yeah. need to have it all up and maybe you don't have to um and maybe there's you know uh but the, i always i again i i, I kind of like to write sometimes in like a chronological order so sometimes i write the introduction first and then obviously the, the product changes as as i'm writing it but then i have to go back and revisit it and those that part sucks the part yeah. where you're like why why what, what future like past map was a bit of a of an ass <laughs> oh yeah i'm constantly suffering because of past errands mm. short-sightedness yeah it's fine like i said i i i i i, I try to, i tend to let um past matt off quite often because i know sometimes i give future matt a hard time okay <laughs> yes. you know what in, yeah. in the timeline you know you gotta yeah still balance i could be mad at past matt but then i just know uh, you know future matt's gonna hate me in the future <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you know it's a never-ending cycle um then, then I so I guess would it be safe to assume that then your least favorite part of the project is is fundamentally that last ten percent? Then, um, it's it is the advertising because ah. when you don't have a large follower count, advertising is like screaming into a void, and sometimes you scream into the void and get this incredible response, and sometimes you scream into the void and nothing happens. So I don't advertising. I just find to be the worst. Yeah, and. I, I thankfully have like learned to do my own layout for the most part. Um, but I bothering editors like saying, hey, does anyone want to edit something? I hate it. I hate making someone suffer through my first draft. <laughs> it's, like I said, I, I, it's, yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I, I was about to say, oh, it's not suffering. But then I, I, I'm literally exactly the same. I'm like, I'm so sorry. There's going to be like 300% more commas than there needs to be. I just, I have a problem, but this is now your problem. <laughs> yeah, I've started heavily like going through my own work before giving it to an editor because 
I just want to make the job a little bit less painful for them. You know, actually, I had the uh, like some of the best advice I ever got was from um, Justice, who once told me to put the my writing through a text to speech editor. Um, oh, because again, it's just like uh, just hearing a voice kind of talk out loud and stuff like that. Like even when you're kind of saying it yourself, because you kind of it's your own words, you're saying it in your own sort of cadence. Um, when you have like a, a, an AI or a robot trying to struggle through your words, you realize the sentences that are a little bit, a little bit fluffy. That is a great piece of advice. Yeah, yeah. I like to. I'm not. I'm not sure how well it translates over to um, sort of like mechanics and systems. Um, I don't know how. Uh, I don't know. Like Siri would say three D six. I don't. I, I don't. I, they might handle it fine. Um, there may be a few words where they just. <laughs> I would be surprised if Dungeons and Dragons wasn't so popular that 3D6 was a thing like they had programmed yeah. for it to stay very well. Yeah. But yeah, anytime you get like a, uh, the text to speak to say 3D6, it just rolls it automatically. So <laughs> it just oh, gives yeah. you a random number. It's just like, wow, that's useful, I think. I don't, I don't know. I think Google Home can do that. So if you want to play Dungeons and Dragons with just Google Home, you can do it. Dude, that would, be, that would be really cool. Like, you'd have to play. I, I feel like I'd, if I had like a Google Home or something like that, I would I would be tempted to give them a character sheet and then have them <laughs> be like a fifth character who's just like a, a disembodied entity who just comes in and just does like a robot. <laughs> they have to be a robot. Got to be like a warforged artificer. Just yeah, pure machine. They 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 do not talk. They take orders and whatever you tell them to do, they do. Yeah, yeah, love it. Wow, so yeah, that's yeah, that's. <laughs> That's, that's some, some my plans for the future are kind of all sorted. I have to have to go fetch a uh, Google Home and play D and D with it. I mean, if you get like a, an Alexa as well and set up Siri somewhere, you can have like a full team. Oh, I think yeah, that's that doesn't sound depressing and lonely at all. <laughs> that is the most twenty twenty energy trapped at home with your devices. Yeah, no, uh, no Siri, you can't do that. You've already used your bonus action. <laughs> We're this close to a robot uprising, so you know we got to get them on the same team. Yeah, yeah, I suppose D and D is the way to connect, uh, bridge, bridge the gap. Um, <laughs> so I guess across, so across everything that you've done, then um, is there any particular lessons that you kind of wish you'd learned a little bit earlier? You know, I'm sad to say it's a lesson I forgot because in the very beginning I was making stuff because I enjoyed it; it was fun. Um, and I didn't really care about, I never cared about sales, medals, or anyone, yeah. anyone even seeing the product. I just liked doing it. And I think for a, like a large section of 2019, I cared so much about like, you know, this needs to be successful. This needs to do this. And then I finally got a product and it did really well. And I just realized I don't care. Like, I, I went back, <laughs> I went back and I was like, yeah. I, you should be making stuff for you that you enjoy making that you like sharing that you think people enjoy and if no one downloads it and no one cares you should still feel so great that you made something yeah so i've gone back to that and i just god i love content creating again i was i i, I got so hung up on stuff and now I'm, i just think people should enjoy it first mm -hmm. first thing you should be doing is enjoying it no I, again i'm i'm kind of chuffed to hear that yeah you've managed to find your mojo again yeah. um just because i yeah i, I think I think DM Guild again. It is a platform that again keeps it's it keeps track of numbers and stuff like that. You, again, it's it's the fundamental thing of like, oh, I see a number and I want it to go up, or yeah. I see a shiny copper, I want it to be you know shinery and stuff like that. Um, that it is, yeah, it's easy to kind of like conflate your I ideas of like worth with that that of a product and stuff like that. Um, but I guess one thing that I, I'm I'm trying my best to try and keep on top of is kind of what you say, like you know. Um, there's a reason why things like the RPG workshop and stuff like that kind of emphasize just putting something out there. Yeah. Um, and through all my effort and stuff like that, even if it didn't reach some arbitrary sales goal or whatever it is, um, there is now something out there that, that I, I made and that, yeah. you know, that exists for as long as, you know, the internet does, which 
again, maybe until the end of this year. Who knows? Yes. <laughs> robot uprising any day now, but at least the robots will have your content. Yeah, so. and if I teach them how to play in D anD D, they might they might only have my adventures to play, and they won't have a yeah. choice. <laughs> you, you're going to become like the original author of D anD D if everyone else gets wiped out. Yeah, so, so you know, this is yeah. Um, I'm sure the the only problem is is what the robots may have access to like an offline server of Wikipedia. So they may be able to fact check what I'm saying. Um, I'll just say it's art. I'm doing it. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's. I'm, this is art. I am pretending to be the creator of Dungeons and Dragons for your benefit. As um, they drag you off to be yeah. harvested, you can just keep saying it's art, and that will make it okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, I think I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming away from this podcast. So, so come, come, whatever happens, I'm I'm an artist. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I can do anything in the name of art. I cannot be stopped. The laws um, don't apply to me. Yeah. I can do what I want. This is a, what is it? This is a, this, this podcast is going to be swiftly followed by uh, Matthew Whitby, age 25, has been uh, found, yeah. <laughs> found arrested. <laughs> or like, just as the FBI wants to join the Zoom call. Like, <laughs> oh, oh no. All right, f- fine. I won't do any crimes, but I will do some art. <laughs> So, so I guess to um, yeah to kind of pivot away then from the um, yeah the, the 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 kind of talk about your creative process and everything that you've kind of done in the past, um, looking more to the future and, and the community as a whole. Then um, is there like a, do you have like a like a, a set dream project or like something that you've kind of said maybe I'll save for later? Um, I do, and I'm doing it. And Ooh. it's going to be my swan song before I uh, probably just move on to the next thing that I'm going to get obsessed with. Um, yeah. I- I'm making my own game. And oh, yeah. I-, I have been for, God, on and off two, three years, but like very early concepts, twenty like 2018, some actual stuff being put together like 2019. But it- it's weird to have it like so close to completion. So it's called Fallen Worlds. I advertised it like, recently for the first time beautiful artwork oh my god uh, by marcel i oh my god i will i'll share it after this with you yeah no no i was gonna say i, I believe i believe i saw it and just put and stuff like that no it's yeah it's very it's sort of what it got the sort of big gate feel yes oh it's when he showed me that i was like this is so much better than everything i sent you like every idea i had this is better um and it's a like it's it basically set it's set in a world where um basically take a typical fantasy society like the ones from the favor universe mm-hmm. they you know rose through the where they got electricity motorized vehicles firearms and they had that kind of ascension and they peaked and they did something terrible which opened a gateway to a new plane of existence which just swept forth and totally corrupted um their source of magic it devastated their world so it's kind of like post-apocalyptic but you know you know there's parts of the world that were fortunate enough to be far enough away so they're kind of still good yeah um so it's got this great like mix of things that you can't really get in dd like robotics and firearms um a great struggle against corruption in like these just morbid wastelands but also you could still be you know you could just be a bunch of villagers with swords <laughs> fighting in the woods if you want so it's got yeah. a great variety oh awesome so yeah it, it kind of depends on like how close you are to this sort of like cataclysmic yeah. event that you kind of tailor your experience almost you know like in the in mmos I, I don't play much of them but i've seen a few where it's like level 60 zone and then level 58 and like level 57 and it gets like the further away from that like center point of chaos yeah so it's kind of like that and i've got a few unique systems where instead of subclasses you basically you're mixing like your character's profession with your evolution and your evolution is basically what makes you special so like you could be a gunslinger take take the most like firearms example yeah and either maybe you were cursed by demons so you you have a shade curse and it's all like using demonic powers or the exact opposite where you're like chosen by a god so almost like a paladin cleric vibe or like telekinetic or you know lycanthropy or vampirism so you basically take your standard person put them through an evolution and you end up with this like super fun character design and i just can't wait to show people no I think that, that, that sounds awesome I, I i love the idea of like yeah sort of like mix and match systems that yeah. kind of again give you again just by the nature of them they give you almost infinite possibilities 
Yeah, I, I haven't done the number crunch on it, but I know that the, if mixing just profession and evolution, mm -hmm. there's so many options. And like, depending on the evolution you take, um, your profession can go so differently. Like if you're a berserker, you probably want to be telekinetic and using shields so you can like soak up more damage. So but if, if you're a gunslinger, you just want to add to that damage. So there's loads so of variety. So I wanted to clarify as well. So is this a, um, so this is a whole new setting and stuff like that with, with a whole sort of built-in new system as well from the ground up? Yeah, it's, it is a brand new, uh, brand new game and not based on an existing one. Um, I made it, I did make it familiar enough to D&D &D where if you've played a lot of D&D, &D, there's maybe like 30 minutes of learning to yeah. kind of adjust. But if you were taking this as your first ever game, um, I wanted to make it accessible too. So a lot of the stuff in D&D that is needlessly complex mm -hmm. has been like streamlined and straightened out. So yeah, so there's some things that are different, but you play D&D, it'll feel familiar enough. And if it's a new game, hopefully I'm doing my best to make it like accessible. Nice. No, for that. And kind of, so what's your plan for release, if you don't mind me asking? Um, we're going to be putting up the Kickstarter probably in the next month or so. Okay, fine. Um, and that, that will determine a few things about like release because the, obviously the more success it is, yeah. the quicker I can get it done. And I would love to bring on more people. There's there's some people in like the DMs, DMs Go community who are so talented at like yeah. certain things. I would love to bring people on to write like a few adventures to come with the book. Cause I'd hate to just hand people the book and be like, write your own story. I'd like, you know, to be able to like hand a few adventures to people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you kind of want to make it so as much of the play experience is kind of contained within this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I was trying to like condense it to one book of like everything. But I think just based on like D&D is three whole books. Yeah. Um, so I think I've got it down to like the running the game book and the players book, which kind of like should be enough i i i honestly i honestly think that that's like a, a fair balance of things i think like yeah. again you you never want it to be the case where you just thunk and just having sort of player facing content and you know world runner or like dm facing content i think is is, is probably like the, the healthiest balance yeah i just i want it to be affordable I, i'd honestly if if the kickstarter was so successful I, i'd give it for free <laughs> just because i want want to share it with people yeah but uh, it's probably not going to happen. So yeah. <laughs> so just but, hey, hey, you know, touch wood. You never, never know. Listen, yeah. this, you know, there's weird energy in the world right now. So well, true. <laughs> Everyone else's misfortune in 2021 is like being transferred somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you get it all. You yeah. singly. What was it? You've already got the. What was it best uh, player party? I think it's just yeah. It's just the next sort of progression. Yeah. No, that's that's incredible. No, I'm 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 again. I, I wish you the best of luck with it, and I can't wait to sort of you know back it when it when it goes live. Yeah, thanks, Paul. No. Um, then I, I guess to kind of like again, so shifting more towards the community. Then um, is there anyone in the the kind of DM school community that kind of particularly inspires you? So I saw this question on a previous episode, <laughs> and I wrote I wrote like a list of names down. <laughs> of people because there are so many great content creators on DMs Guild. And yeah. um, Val Cyrene, uh, you know, Val does D&D. &D. Yeah. He is not only an incredible content creator, he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Like genuinely just such a kind soul. Uh, Kai Linder is a genius, he, like should be president. I don't know. He's, just, <laughs> he's like, yeah. his, his musical subclasses I'm obsessed with. He's making some of the best content out there. Um, Seb, Curse of Sebs. Oh my God! I think yeah. All that matters in twenty twenty one is that we keep Seb safe. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, yeah. No, I, they, 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 they are, they are a beacon of light in this. This otherwise. <laughs> yeah. If the, if the, like the Satan himself rises up, they, they are our champion. Seb is our champion against them. He is a pure light and goodness yeah. in human form. I don't know. This sounds like a very weird way to just sacrifice people to Satan. <laughs> just oh. like, Seb, this is you. This is this is you. This is all you, man. <laughs> oh man, who else? Like, like uh, Bob Davis put out his Toxandria campaign. God, like, just out of nowhere, so incredible. Adam with his supers and sorceries yeah. book. Like, people are doing amazing things out there. And I, I mentioned earlier, I meant to go back to it. The Domestic Handbook uh, by Sadie and her team. I'm sorry, I don't have all the names. Um, it just came to me during while we were talking. Yeah. So the whole team behind the Domestic Handbook, incredible. 
like those people are doing wonders no i i get i think you kind of like again i'm right towards the start you kind of touched on it yourself that yeah that there the the popularity of the dms guild have have brought in an influx of incredible voices and it's only really for the kind of platform's benefit that you know these people are you yeah. know getting a platform to kind of throw dope ass stuff out there <laughs> yeah like we went from a game about god like five years ago dnd was slash goblins yeah. in, in a forest somewhere yeah and now like you got like adam's book about kingdom building like the the the, you know all like the three or four handbooks of like mixing two races together yeah. Th those and, goblins now have a family and yeah <laughs> no I, half goblin half dwarf families what are you doing i i think i think it is a case of like you know eventually over time and as games kind of you know uh have their longevity and stuff like that and uh i think it's reaching like a point of maturity you could argue something yeah. like, like uh games like video games as a whole they kind of went through the point uh tv films and stuff like that you just kind of reach a point where you know uh there is a large saturation of people fighting goblins in caves that they're kind of looking to see kind of, you know, what 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 is the range of experiences they, they can have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aww. And DD is, a, is like, it is a combat game. There's like a single skill for like persuading someone not to be murdered. <laughs> so yeah. it's never going to be the, the wonder that we all kind of want it to be. But I think there are people out there making D&D more than it ever was intended to be. No, I know. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> so, so then I guess, uh, yeah, no. I looking at the, the time and stuff now. We are, we are, we are quickly kind of approaching the the hour mark. Um, oh, wow. I guess, yeah, no, dude. I mean, we can, I, I, I can this chat. Is, I can. <laughs> this has been an absolute pleasure. Time yeah. flew by. Yeah. So, uh, again, this again, this is because my podcast exists within a time bubble. Um, oh, well, you know, yeah, that's it's 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 yeah. a whole thing. It's yeah, it takes takes about it takes about an hour to explain. Yeah, pa past Matt <laughs> is currently working on you know shrinking it, and no, future Matt, Matt is expanding it. Past Matt isn't doing his work. Future Matt is carrying this project. <laughs> uh, but, um, but then I guess to kind of like so aside aside from your exciting kick, uh, Kickstarter project, um, anything else that you're kind of working on? Um, and more importantly, the stuff you are working on, where can where can people hear about them and stay up to date? Oh man, you can follow me on um, Twitter mostly. That's where I'm screaming into my void. Um, <laughs> that's, that is my designated void. <laughs> yeah, it's just for me, it's like, hey, I, I made something. And then I just retreat into the shadows for three days because I don't like looking at the responses. Um, yeah, Delenia Creation, I think, is my handle on Twitter. <laughs> they'll, they'll be, they'll be, it'll um, be on page. There'll be somewhere in the link. It's... Great. I hate, I hate my own handle, but uh, currently working on. I have a few bits and pieces. I'm, I'm writing for a Kickstarter, not my own, another person's Kickstarter, a book of cults. Um, currently leading Marvelous Archetypes Three, yeah. um, Fallen Worlds being big dream project. That's most of my focus right now. Yeah, I can imagine. I have, like... yeah. Running, running a Kickstarter, I can't imagine that the work that that kind of entails. Yeah, and I realized that there's there's a particular reason that Wizards of the Coast made a, a full game and not just one guy in his spare time as like not even his main job because uh, no, that, that, so much work. That's the guy's name, Wizard. Oh, sorry, Wizard, <laughs> middle of the last yeah, name, Coast. Yeah, yeah Mr. Mr. Coast made it all, literally. Oh, I, I heard he, worked, he knocked it out on a weekend. <laughs> Don't do this to me. I'm, I'm, I'm sweating now. <laughs> sorry, that's, yeah. just, that, that's just evil. Um, but yeah, no, so, so again, a bunch of kind of exciting DMs Guild products and and yeah, beginning to kind of, again, reach, reach beyond. Yeah, I know. I, I, must admit, I, I do feel like that's almost like a, a sort of like the, the graduation step from the DMs Guild is, is when people go to Kickstarter. That's that's yeah. that's, that's kind of like you, you've you've done your time on the DMs Guild. Now now fly free. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I should have made something better before graduating. I feel like the kid who didn't really try hard enough oh, no, before you, reaching graduation. <laughs> no, but no, like, like I said, I, I, it's, it was, I think. I think it is the case of like again the the DMs Guild it, it again it's a fantastic place and stuff like that but it, it again it's it's only for D and D stuff and and sometimes yeah. sometimes you got you got to go got to go spread your wings and, and create the content again you enjoy and the stuff that you can, you want to see in the world absolutely um, so um yeah no honestly well I, honestly uh, Darren thank you so much for taking the time to to sit down and have this chat um, oh it was an absolute pleasure Matthew yeah, so it's, lovely talking to you again yeah. yeah. I mean, you're going back anytime. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, well, I guess um, 
I've, I've been Matthew Whitby. Um, yeah, you can find me at Whitby Writes. Um, I've got some stuff coming out soon. Um, again, I never know when these podcasts come out um, and, and who or what I'm doing. So uh, who knows? If, if stuff is already out, I'll scream about it. If not, it's, it's not out yet. It's not done. <laughs> um, Blame future Matt. Yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I like it. I like present Matt gets all the best. I can blame past Matt. If future Matt hasn't made any projects, that's on him. Um, yeah, and they can blame art. They can just <laughs> say it's art. So there's no blame yeah, for Matthew there's, at all. There's, there's the fallback. Like, everything is on the foundation of I'm doing art. Therefore, I could do whatever I want. And in that, there's like a, a sort of me pointing arrows to both the past, present, and future. This is like the, it's a prank, bro, but it's way more sophisticated. Yeah, it's art, bro. It's, it's art. Like, I, I get it. I, I can't explain art to you. You either get it or you don't. Um, and that's why I'm stealing all these art supplies. You <laughs> <laughs> can't be held accountable. Yeah, I, I can't, no. Um, <laughs> before, again, before I do actually get caught um, confessing to my crimes on a podcast, mm-hmm. um, I feel like we should end the podcast. Um, okay. And for that, I'm going to take suggestions. Darren, how, how, how do you think we should end this podcast? In 2020, it would only be settled with a fight to the death, and whoever wow. whoever won would be the new host. Yeah. Okay, well, I, you well, know it's what? It's 2021. So do, you wanna, do you wanna meet in Tesco's car park in about five minutes? I'll have to get a boat to England. Oh, so maybe five, maybe ten minutes. Just well, ten. yeah, ten minutes. Ten minutes is fine. Well, okay, cool. you know what? It's 2021, so I'm just gonna wish you the best, Matthew, because we need it. Nice, and I, I wish you the best. <laughs>